my people, my people, my people, my people, my people. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Forget to Flush podcast. Yep, that podcast that is all about the African Renaissance, uh, a great culture commentary, and of course, toilet seat conversations. Um, and you know, like I say every time that I get back on the podcast, hey, there is an African Renaissance. There is. There is the power of blackness, and there is blackness being discussed in several forms, and there's this social awakening in uh, and across multiple areas. And so what I hope to do with this podcast through our interviews and conversations is to continue to have opportunities for us to delve into culture commentary and talk about how things connect and intersect, as the case may be. And of course, we all know um, that the toilet seat is where some of the biggest ideas came from. Um, you know, I think about every invention and I'm like, come on, man, you got to agree. There was a time when toilet seat conversations with yourself was where it all happened. <laughs> so welcome to Don't Forget to Blush. I'm your host, Namo. And, um, you know, if you did re- listen to the first episode of the show uh, for season three, you would have heard um, some of the things that I introduced and the concepts that I um, brought about in a conversation. And so I just wanted to say a big thank you. Thank you to everyone who reached out. Those of you that were like, yo, that episode was really good. Um, you know, those of you that laughed along with the jokes, um, you know, a big thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you for those. Uh, thank you to those who also specifically reached out with feedback on the topic, uh, feedback of things that I should talk about. I had great conversations. I can't thank you enough. And so a very big thank you and a very big welcome uh, to episode two um, of Don't Forget to Flush uh, podcast, season three. Uh, we 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 here now. We're here now. Um, so, hey, where am I recording this episode from? You all know with COVID, things have changed a bit. And so, you know, it used to be a big deal that I traveled to meet up with some of my hosts. But since I said to myself, the first two episodes at least of the podcast uh, for this season has to be me talking with you all, all those that have been listening over the past couple of years, um, you know, just to bring up something that I feel has been in our community um, that has been talked about a lot. There's a lot of conversation about it. Quite a few people are, um, you know, discussing it in different spheres. And so, you know, I said, I'll put my hat in the ring. You know, I have some good opinions, in my opinion, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, <laughs> about the subject. And so I wanted to make sure that I can contribute to the conversation. So where am I at? I'm in Philly. Yes, sir. I'm out here in Philly, in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, it's a great city to be in. Um, I'm over, I've always wanted to record an episode here. And so I said, hey, why don't I, you know, come out here, uh, do me and record an episode, you know? Uh, what what are the things that are, that are very popular out here in Philly? Of course, for people like me, it's all about the cheesesteaks. Hey. You can't come to Philly and not eat the cheesesteaks, right? Um, and then Rocky, that's a possible, that's a popular one, right? You know, running up the stairs. Um, but like, you know, it's Philly. It's like, you know, the very the, the country's first ever newspaper um, started off in Philly, right? So it's like when I think about the fact that I'm doing the podcast as well, um, which is a form of communication and conversation as well, you know, so I can find that kindred spirit to those beginnings, right? Um, you know, the, 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 this, this area, this city celebrated the, the country's first birthday in that sense, the first birthday, um, you know, and there's a lot of history behind Philly that, you know, I don't want you to take away from the conversation that I'm about to have, but 
I have to recognize that I came out here and that one of the people so dear to me that um you know helped introduce me to Philly um is my friend who was in season one. Um he was one of the first DJs or some of those earlier DJs that were pushing Afrobeats before Afrobeats became what it is. Uh check out the season one where I talked with my friend DJ Zemo, Ziggy Zag Zemo, uh East Coast Bully. Um, you know, and I think of him as one of those who introduced me to the whole city of Philly and everything else. So, yeah, um, one other thing that I've come to realize is like every single doctor, right? Um, or let, let me not say every single doctor, but it seems like a lot of the doctors that I've come in contact with um, went to school out here. You know, they either went to school in Philly or Pennsylvania as a state, you know? Um, so I feel like this place really produces a lot of doctors and and that's that's a conversation that if i can someday i can find out how how come and why come uh, that is happening but moving on all right so let's get into our topic uh for the day and um you know if you listen to episode one you would have heard me introduce um this overarching uh, uh set of questions two of them actually that um folks have asked um in different spheres and we hear it talked about a lot and the first one is about what do men want, right? There's been movies about it. There's been another movie about what women want, you know, which was the first one. And then uh, there was the other one about what men want. Um, and then, of course, the second question being, what do men mean when they say they want peace or they're looking for peace? Or, you know, they're like, hey, uh, you know, what I want is peace. And so a lot of ladies have asked that question, right? Straight men interested in women, what do they mean when they say they want peace? And so I felt that, um, you know, why don't I start off season three with everything that has gone on with COVID, <laughs> which was what I talked about in episode one. Um, people, you know, were stuck in the house together, right? And so people who were single um, had opportunity to deep think, you know, if you were seeing someone, it was a lot of phone calls, right? If you were in quarantine together, um, those that are married or engaged or, you know, uh, as partners, they, they shared the same space, you know, more than ever because of COVID. There was a lockdown. And so there's been a lot of relationship conversations that have come about. And so I just wanted to add my two cents. But here's the thing, though. Um, and this is to the feedback, one of the feedback that I got after the first episode. Um, to be clear, I am not a licensed therapist, you know, because some folks were like, yo, the way you're sounding is like you're a counselor or something. No, not not really in the sense of, you know, I have a badge or a certificate or, um, you know, I've come through the, uh, you know, in, in the academic sense, right? I'm not learned in the academic sense. Um, but, but which I do encourage people to, you know, get into therapy, um, you know, find someone that you can talk to. Um, and these days it's like, it's mental health is a big deal, right? When you think about what, uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, uh, did with the French open where she was talking about her mental health, which by the way, was crazy to me because she's out there saying that she's having challenges with the press that their mission is to try to tear you down and destroy your mental psyche, especially for people, people of color and people of the of the, of the brother global population. And then you find out that people are in her comment section telling her, "Oh, it's your job. You have to be tough. This is what you're supposed." And I'm like, when did when did evil and when did um, tearing people down become part of you know you experiencing it become part of your job, right? Um, and then you see Simone Biles, right, at the Olympics. She's out there saying, hey, I'm not in the right mental space. I'm not doing and performing the way I know I should perform. I don't want to be a hindrance to my teammates. It's better for me to step aside. And rather than people praise her for the courage and the boldness to say, hey, 
I don't want to be the weakest link. I don't want to be the one who's going to cost us so much more. You know, yes, they got the silver, but think about it. She's saying, I don't want to be the one to take everyone down, so I'm going to step aside. And in my world, people look at that and say, wow, that is bravery. That is that is self-awareness. That is you know that is not being selfish right that is you know i'm going to i'm going to let for the greater good of the team i'm going to step aside irrespective of the fact that i know i'm in the limelight i know i've gotten so many gold medals i know i've won so much people are looking up to me but i'm going to say today is not my day and guess what people still came after her they were like yo you know a lot of the conservative media they, they said so much about her in opposition and so many negative comments and i was like yo this mental health thing is a big deal. I think the bigger deal is how do we get people to understand more that mental health is a big deal. It's a big deal. And why did I say all this and digressed? Is so that you understand why I respect those that are in the craft, those who are licensed, those who are counselors who do this on a day-to-day, who've learned and continue to learn. I'm just here as someone who is trying to help support the building of a new community, right? A community that can be said to be different from the way we were raised or from the way society has interpreted certain things over time. That's the kind of community I want to build. I want to be one who is by the interviews and conversations and these one-on-one conversations too I'll be having um, is helping to, you know, support what we should be like to each other. And how I'm doing this is because I've had my own lived experiences, right? I've had my own experiences. I've talked to a lot of people. I've interviewed people. Um, you know, I host events. I host weddings. I've, I've over the past 20-something years, been been dealing with couples and, and, and defining myself as a love cheerleader and somebody who enjoys when people find each other and celebrate their love through marriage. And, you know, so with all of those life experiences of other people that I've met, and my own personal life experiences and things that I've read and seen, I'm hoping that this podcast and these two episodes would help start a conversation, right? Create avenues where, you know, for the lack of a bad experience, someone can actually go to their therapist and be like, hey, I listened to Don't Forget to Flush podcast and this dude said this. And then, yeah, you know, hey, they could either have you flash it or it doesn't work. Um, so let me get into it. Yeah, that's a very long intro. What can I say? I hope you stuck with me on that one. So let me get into it. And remember, from episode one of season three, um, there were two questions, right? The first one being, what men want? What do men want, right? And then the second one being, um, uh, uh, what do they mean when they want? Uh, they say they want peace? You know, if a man says, oh, uh, what I'm looking for is peace. There are a lot of people out there informing women and telling them, hey, your your academic qualification or the school you went to or the job that you have or the money you owe you have for yourself, the the car, the house, those things are not the definition of what you bring to the table to a relationship. I mean, that's what they're being told. Um, but more importantly, they're saying to them, hey, what men are looking for is, are you going to be their peace? And so this episode is dedicated to that subject. Men want peace. What do they mean? Right. So let's get into it. Um, so like I started on the last episode, I said, hey, we need to be clear about some fundamentals or some, have some assumptions. Right. And one of those assumptions is, A, if we're discussing what men want, we need to be clear about what women say that they want as well. Right. And so one of the things that women 
want because we've sort of, from the last episode, removed the thinking, hopefully, that women need men, right? The concept of need in that conversation seems weird because patriarchy and toxic masculinity, uh, which one of these days I'm going to get into that topic, especially for those who say it doesn't exist. I'd love to talk about how it does. Um, you know, has sort of created this environment where women were beholden to men, right? Um, and I sort of addressed that in the first episode, so check it out. But here we are discussing the fact that if God had created us and if society has defined us as human beings with wishes and dreams and desires and our parents are raising us to go to school, irrespective of whether we're male or female, uh, to learn and to grow and to explore the best we can do and, and all the talent that has been bestowed upon us for us to explore, well, guess what? We both want each other, but the things that we want is the beginning point. So the first thing that I'm going to say is about this topic of men want peace. Think about it this way. What men want and what women want are mutually exclusive, but collectively exhaustive. What do I mean? They might be different in some sense, in some way. You might look at what the men says that they're looking for, whatever it is, when they get into the nitty-gritty, oh, I need you to do this, or I want you to do that, depending on what language they use. But fundamentally, they might seem different in a way, but when you sum it up, it becomes the sum total of what the life together should be. That's the first rule for me, right? And so to make the first point happen, though, is this. When people now say, and this is the second point, if someone says, I'm looking for peace, or the person says, oh, you know what? I don't have peace. I believe strongly that it's the lack of or ignorance or lack of knowledge of or reluctance or misunderstanding of the first point. And the first point is men and women want things when they get together. Whatever those things that they want are, we need to appreciate the fact that they will be different, they can be different. And even if they are, we need to seek to understand it in a manner that brings it together as a sum total. Together, it makes sense. It's like it's like a coin. There are two sides of a coin, but we don't say we don't we don't go to the shop with just the heads. And you don't go to the shop with just the tail. It's the head and the tail together that makes the coin that you will spend. Even though these days, who uses coins? But I'm just saying, just think about that concept, right? So they're supposed to be, yes, they can be mutually exclusive. Hey, it's different. This is what I want. Uh, she's saying, this is what I want. But together, it should make up that coin that you both spend, right? And so if the second point is when it doesn't exist, it becomes both sides of the coin, the heads or the tails or the tails of the head. And this is not about the heads or tails saying that one is more important than the other. I'm just simply saying that within the differences of opinion, within the differences of wants uh, and needs in that context, if, if we can use that, um, they should sum up together to be a coin. But here is the here's the third point that will begin to break this thing down as well, right? Is that the foundation and the premise is where it all starts from. So if you truly want to understand what men mean when they say they want peace, I think you should look to how much of the things he is saying can you truly understand? How many of the things he's saying are you able to 
regurgitate to show that you heard or that you understood it? Uh, you know, are you able to ask clarifying questions? You know, one of the topics that came up recently was, um, you know, someone was, there's this guy that was telling men, saying, hey, one of the questions you should never ask a woman is, do you like me? Right? And I say, that is a very important question that men should ask women. If you are seeing someone or you are around someone, it is okay to be vulnerable. It's okay as a man to be vulnerable to say, hey, if you, I would like to know, do, do you like me? Now, it's okay if she gives you any form of response. You can judge her for it, but it is important for you to create an opportunity for you to receive feedback. And why am I saying this? Because of this third point that I'm trying to make where the, the premise and the foundation is about clearly understanding what that want is. The peace that you're seeking for is not some mythical subject. It is based out of your understanding of what is being said. And sometimes, I kid you not, it could be just body language. It could be the thing that is said at the end of a sentence. But it all starts because one can actually clearly state it and understand it. And I say this as well to women. It is okay to clearly state and define what it is that you want. Men can't read minds. And men are binary. We, we might not have a, a lot of talk. So it's all about stating it clearly and understanding what it is. Now, irrespective of where you are, irrespective of the nature of your relationship, irrespective of how things are going, don't just say, and this is the fourth point, right? Don't just say that it is communication or, oh, we have to communicate or everything starts with communication or relationships are based on communication. I hear people with those general statements, but when you ask them, what do you mean about communicate? They're the ones who are like, eh, you know, like talk to each other. And I'm like, nah, it's not really about talking to each other. It starts with listening. If you can listen to someone and then you seek clarification on what you've heard and then you suggest a response that respects what you've heard, that is communication. If somebody comes to you and asks you a question, you give an answer, but the person goes ahead to give you a response that when you hear the response seems to not recognize the answer you gave. Why should I talk to you again? You get what I'm saying? Like, it's just not communication from just saying, oh, it has to be communication. It has to be active. And I'm just saying that when it comes to relationships and what men are looking for, while they might not have the mental capacity, <laughs> I know guys would be like, what the? Even if a man can't hear everything, the truth of the matter is that if you can listen to it and you can provide a response that reflects what you heard, or let me put it this way, if what you heard as you repeat it back or as you carry out your response shows that you applied what you heard in the response, I love this example all the time. If somebody comes in and says, what movie are you watching? And then you say, I'm at the end. Right? The truth is, I'm at the end of the movie is not the answer to what movie are you watching. Right? I mean, communication means you listen first. What movie are you watching? Okay. Now, you can seek to clarify. You can, you know, unless if the person couldn't see it and maybe the person was looking at the wall 
And then you were like, are you talking about the movie on the TV or the one in front of me with the tablet, right? You get what I'm saying? You can seek to clarify. Now, the person says, oh, turns around and is like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, the movie on your tablet. I can see the one on the TV, but what movie are you watching on the tablet? And then you say, the movie that I'm watching on the tablet is XYZ movie. It's, you know, 300 or or, or any of those movies. It's, it's Black Panther, right? Uh, that's the movie that I'm watching. And then the person goes ahead to give you an additional conversation. But you see what I'm saying? It's It's really about listening and then if you have to seek clarification, but more importantly, you suggest a response that respects the fact that you heard. Now, now, now here, is, here is the interesting thing about everything I've said so far. If you think about it, it's all about friendship. Because everything I've just described about both sides clearly articulating what they define as their wants, um, people listening and speaking clearly and understanding that it's going to make up the sum total and it might be different. I need, I need to respect that it might be different. I, I don't have to judge what someone wants versus what I want or say, oh, you should want what I want um, or we could be fortunate and the things that we want are the same. We should always remember that it should sum total our life, right? It should be two sides of a coin, but we're just one coin, right? But if you think about everything so far, it's really all about friendship. When people are talking about this definition of peace, you know, images of war and peace come to mind, but it's really all about friendship. Friends know what each other wants. They know what they like. They know what they dislike. When you hurt your friend, you know. When your friend is hurt, you know. When you love your friend, you both know. And guess what? you would know how much you even love your friend. Like both of you would know. What I'm saying is that I encourage people to build friendships and not look for courtship. I encourage people to think about building friendships and not just dating. Oh, I'm dating, but what does it mean? Dating should be I'm building my friendships. I'm building friendship with the person. I'm on the, it gives you the freedom to ask those questions. What do you like? What's your favorite color? What do you like to eat? What do you want to do this? When you want to do that? How you know? It's not about oh, let's go out for dinner. Let's go to this movie. Let's go and you know. COVID taught everyone a lesson that really it's all about building friendships. If we're stuck in the house, we can't go anywhere, and we have to be on the phone, then it should be me learning you. It should be me listening and learning you and seeking clarification and understanding more about you. And yes, maybe a man can't do it as well as a woman can in terms of expressing everything, but facilitating an environment where they can. Here, here's the sixth thing, and I know I'm trying to count this so I can keep my thoughts together. The next level to this friendship I'm trying to discuss is something that I've always tried to express this to people. And then recently, you know, how you have celebrity love on social media. And, you know, um, you know, uh, I think he's uh, Russell Wilson uh, shared a photo and he used some three words um, to to express that photo to his wife, Ciara. Now, if anybody doesn't know who Russell Wilson is, he's NFL quarterback, Ciara, uh, multi-award winning uh, singer, songwriter, actor, the whole nine, right? Um, and so he said something that, you know, I've shared with so many people. And when he said it, I was like, finally, he said in his picture, his caption was, I enjoy you folks. 
ladies, if you're listening, that is, that is how it comes together. When men say they want peace, they enjoy you. Forget about the whole, I'm not saying forget, like don't remember it. I'm saying like, leave aside for a moment the whole concept behind love, right? And just think about what friendship leads to, where people enjoy each other's company. You know, people talk about folks who've been married a long time and, you know, they fight, they make up, yes, but they're just together. And I tell people a lot of time, they enjoy each other. They spend time to be friends. And some of the things that I started saying at the beginning, it's, in my opinion, how they arrived at friendship and how their friendship blossomed to enjoyment. And please, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that your past experiences and boyfriends that have broken your heart and girlfriends that have taken your hearts to the cleaners or people that take advantage of each other or, or women who have very selfish, individualized goals and they are using men as, as uh, procreators and, or, or, or men who use women because they feel they can. I'm not saying those scenarios don't exist. One of the things that I've learned through 2020 and 2021 is the world loves to deflect. When a topic is being discussed, they deflect. They say, hey, let's talk about something else. But I'm trying to just stay true to just one particular topic and one particular area. And I'm saying that when friendship evolves to people being able to enjoy each other, when you can go out there and you can deal with the whole world and they put you down at work as a man because there's already enough societal patriarchy that pushes pressure on men to live up to something. And then for the women, oh my God, that is even worse, right? Three times worse. And especially if you're a black woman, that's even like five times worse. And so they are putting you down and there are structures in place to make you be, be silent, to tell you to be that you are wrong. I can understand how someone will seek to be right, will seek to be not misunderstood. I understand those pressures. But what I'm trying to describe is when men say they want peace, ultimately, they want someone they can enjoy their company. It's an enjoyment. You're looking forward to going home. And whatever she's doing to make it happen, whether she's listening and she's articulating and responding, whether she's, she's able to, 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 to find out that her own wants are not different and different only, but they complement each other with yours to become a total coin or that, all these things that I'm describing, it is about them enjoying each other. I'm encouraging my friends to find people that they enjoy, people that they actually like. You know, let like the person. Let them like you. Be a likable person. You know, the good book says, hey, he that must have friends must first show himself friendly. You can't have people like you if you're not a likable person. People can enjoy your company if, you, if you've not been able to learn how to be enjoyable. And I'm not talking about ephemeral or, or, or intimate type experience. I'm just talking about you and someone can sit in a room and you just enjoy the aura that you both create. Hey, folks. And I've been, I've been sitting on my soapbox discussing this, but I just feel like one episode where I can bring it all together and say, what do men want when they say they want peace? This is what I think it is. I think that when men say they want peace, you, or you say you want peace as well, right? Let's just think about peace in a home or peace in a relationship or peace general. But let's say, one by one, when they say they want peace, they want someone that completes the story. They want someone who says, this is my story as a man, and you help complete this story. But I'm asking women to be verbal, to also share from the very beginning, like I talked about the foundation, 
that this is my own story as well. So that the stories of both of you become like that coin. You have your respective roles and things that you want to go do. You can see each other succeed. The front of the coin provides what it provides, right? Where you can see the value of the coin. It's written in front of the coin. At the back of the coin, you can see how that coin, um, where it was minted, the fact that it's stamped to show that it's a legal tender, all those kind of things. There are roles the two sides of the coin play, but it's just one coin. It is okay. Men want someone that completes the story. They want someone who knows with the corresponding action. They want someone who knows, who knows them, who knows about what they want, what they need, what they like. They know, okay, I, I love to play games at 7 o'clock. You want to do something at 7 o'clock. We talked about it and you said, okay, could you play your game till 8? And then I could join you at 8.30. Like, you know, they want someone who knows and has a corresponding action. It's not somebody who argues out and says, hey, my own side of the coin, you have to twist yours to fit mine or vice versa. I'm talking about the fact that you know with a corresponding action to support what you know. Someone who can clearly communicate what they want and can articulate what they want, right? So somebody who can clearly communicate, if a man says, this is what I want, and the person can say, yep, 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 I get you, this is what I understand by what you, I'm on the right, yep, and this is what I'm going to do, about yep. But at the same time, you are able to communicate and articulate yours. They are never, we, see, men will not be able to read your mind. I don't know any man who can. Well, you know, unless if you know, superpowers and all that. But I'm just saying, at the same way you can articulate what the man is saying, the same way he can articulate yours. And even if he can't, he can hear you. And he can be able to see that it complements each other into a full coin, right? I keep using that example. But, you know, someone who listens and doesn't fight to always be right. That's what they are looking for. Because being right, nobody gives an award. You know, I always tell people, like, in relationships, in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you are right... If, if all of this was so that you can be right, will the doors open and then somebody will bring in an award and announce and say, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations for this particular conversation. Receive your award for being right. You were so right tonight. Right before you went to bed at 11.25 p.m., you successfully interrupted, concluded, and made sure that you were right. Congratulations. Yo, no. It's not about being right. It's okay to be right, but it really starts from being heard. Sometimes what was wrong in your mind that you heard was wrong is really because, guess what? Um, someone didn't hear right. And then people are like, but I said this. No, no, you said that. Uh, and I'm like, create the atmosphere. And sometimes it's just all about body language. Someone who is their friend with their best interest at heart is what men are looking for. Someone they enjoy their company. If you're listening to this podcast and you saw the title and it was like, what do men want and what do men mean when they say they want peace? And I think I'm going to choose the latter as the title of this podcast. I really want you to think about the fact that a space that has everything I've just discussed, a home or an environment or a person that has everything I've just discussed is where the ultimate value of peace is created. That's what win men over.
the fact that everything I've just described, I wish you could rewind it, I wish I could go over it again, but someone who can create that or some place where that exists in a home where that is possible, that's really what men want. And if you notice, it doesn't include your academic qualification, ladies. Even if you have a master's or a doctorate or you went to school or you took care of yourself and you put yourself through school, everything I just described has nothing to do with your academics. It has nothing to do with how much you earn. I know money is important for you to pay the bills. I know mortgage changes people's thinking, right? Especially for us in the United States where your mortgage will teach you a hard lesson. I know all that. I know how much you earn and all those things are out there. I know the man believes that, oh my God, I'm the breadwinner. I need to go fight and do all these things outside. I get you. But think about everything I've just described about what men mean when they say they want peace. Because that is the ultimate thing. The family environment is where everything ends. That's where the whole value is created. Where someone can complete their story. Someone who knows what it is that they want and can have actions to support it. Someone who can clearly communicate what they want to them. As well as communicate what they, as men, are saying that they want as well and articulate it. Someone who listens and doesn't say, okay, I have to be right. But they are listening with the intent of, of, of bringing the understanding of the body language and the things that have been said at the right moment and the fact that the man has been conditioned to not express as much and he's trying his best to be somebody that he... he, he uh, what we're trying to say is that someone who's able to do all of those things and can be their friend and someone that they enjoy their company and someone who's created this entire space and value and where all of these things can happen. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what men want. That is the peace that they are looking for. Yeah, I think it's time for me to hop off. <laughs> Very intense episode. Don't forget to flush podcast coming at you. My name is Namo. I can't wait for the next interview. You guys are going to love the next episode. Please send me your email. Send me your notes. Uh, um, you know, reach out. Let me know what you think about this episode. I hope it starts conversations. I hope I get the emails that I got like the last time. The text messages. Join us on social media at Don't Forget to Flush podcast on facebook i don't forget to flush with the number four and the number two on instagram don't forget to flush the four and the two p on twitter join us across all platforms check us out send me an email at don't forget to flush pod the number four and number two so don't forget to flush pod at gmail.com and let's keep this conversation going my name is namo see you all on the next episode oh did i tell you now, I know the last time I talked about the group that we're trying to take the name of the podcast, and I know some of you already seen two names on, on, on the system. I'm wondering, is this Don't Forget to Flush? Well, this is the original Don't Forget to Flush, and we're going to figure it all out. So, got to hop off now. I've said too much. All right, folks. Tell me what you think. Have a good one. And Philly, can't wait to come back. See you all soon. Uh, time to go. Bye.